Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Bertie. Lemon Party, how's it going? And 40. <laughs> G'day, boys. And Ham. Ah, yummy. Yeah, so there's some context behind that Lemon Party, but it reminds me of um, a thing that happened today in that there was some evidence given in court about a premises, uh, which happened to be a men's gallery, so a strip club. And, you know, me being astute, I, I did a quick Google for it and then... Um, Went to pass it on the team's chat to those who were in court to say, oh, well, here's the men's gallery they're talking about, uh, but accidentally sent it to a female colleague of mine with no context, so she just got <laughs> the web address. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't hear from me, I'll be in front of HR tomorrow. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, let's let's jump into it. So, for previewing, um, there's not much uh, Paramount Eagles football this weekend, given that flag and... Um, and reserve grade also have buys, but we do have the women's premiership uh, in effect this weekend. So it's the Sharks taking on the Wentworthville Magpies three o'clock Saturday, twenty first. Oh no, they mustn't be in effect this week. They must have a buy too, because round four is the twenty first of May. So that's next weekend. They are. I've gone off half cocked. <laughs> I looked so, at it too. I was going, oh yep, yeah, they're playing this weekend. Yep, there we are. Um, so everybody's got a buy except for first grade. So That's magic's in the air. Magic round is. Yes. All right. Well, let's jump into first grade then. Um, so the Eels taking on the Roosters four o'clock on Sunday, the 15th of May. Um, let's see how Suncorp holds up after a couple of days of football. And I think they're expecting a little bit of rain up there as well. Yeah. I think um, they've so- like four months worth of rain in the we- on the weekend or something like that. So that'll be plenty of fun for all of you who have booked up uh, your, your Magic Round tickets. I think my brother's going up there, so um, I'll no doubt be getting a, a phone call from him in prison, um, telling, <laughs> asking me what, how to get himself out. Um, bit of a party animal. Um, but let's jump into the team list. So for the Roosters, we've got James Tedesco, fullback and captain. Then on the wings, Daniel Tupo and Joseph Suwali. In the centres, Paul Momorowski and Joseph Manu. Half, Sam Walker, Luke Keary. In the forwards, Jared Waria Hargreaves and CSI Takiaho at hooker, Connor Watson. Second row is Angus Crichton, Stilly Tupanua and Victor Radley at lock. Then on the interchange, Drew Hutchinson, Fletcher Baker, Nat Butcher, Daniel Saluka, Fafida. And then the extended bench is Lachlan Lamb, uh, Nafao White, uh, Ben Marshke, uh, Ben Thomas, Kevin Nagama, Adam Keegren, and Tuku Tapua. Um, for the Eels at fullback, we have Clint Gutherson on the wings, Hayes Perham and Bailey Simonson. Centre pairing of Will Penasini, Tom Opacich in the halves, Dill Brown, Mitch Moses. Forwards, RCG and Junior Paulo, Hooker, Reid Marnie. Second row is Sean Lane, Isaiah Papali'i at lock, Nathan Brown. The bench is Makahesi Makatoa, Ryan Madison, Oregon Kafusi, Bryce Cartwright. The extended bench being Wiramu Gregg, Jake Arthur, Mitch Rain, Sean Russell, Samuel Loizu, and Ellie Elzakaham and Brent and hands. Um, so just looking at that that Roosters team, they're sporting a very good team at the moment. They've got a fair few players back from injury and, and from suspension and whatever else, and, and, and that's probably their, their first string team, um, but, for, but for Hooker, obviously. They've been fairly well serviced for their team, haven't they, though? Well, they haven't had too many injuries that I can think of. Yeah, I can't say that I've I've kept too much of a close eye on them, but I, I know that Radley's always bloody suspended. Um, the inflictor, he just inflicts himself on the judiciary. Um, but yeah, no, I can't say I've followed them too closely this season, but I guess we always get a tough clash against the Roosters and they seem like a full-strength outfit. I think they're um, also so missing perhaps- Lindsay Collins this week as well. 
Yeah, that's right. You're right. Lindsay Collins and Sam Barrels, the two big outs. Um, but but apart from that, that's only two outs. Um, they're looking pretty much at, at, at top strength. Um, and I guess we've still got our issues in the back line. Um, well, Bertie, Bertie, let's start with you. Um, what's your take on, on the Roosters, where they're sitting, their form, um, and how we might match up against them? Um, you know, you, you got to respect them. Like, I don't think they're a top four team, but I still feel as though um, they've, you know, Tedesco, like he's state of origin captain, fullback. Like, they've got plenty of strike wide. Um, their back rowers, uh, Tupanua, Pride, and you know, they're always dangerous. I just feel as though um, they've, got, they've always got a big forward pack. So it just comes down to the forwards, whether or not we're going to muscle up you know, our stamp our authority like last week or we'll turn up to be like um, Cowboys where Junior Paul is getting run over. So uh, it's, I, I feel as though we should take care of them, but it's just up to the forwards whether or not we turn up or not. And, you know, we've we got a better hooker than them. We've got better halves. Like, like their biggest problem is they don't know, the numbers are bloody confusing them. You know, who's a six, who's a seven? Like, so other than that, um, you know, Joey Manu, you know, he was sort of um, their best player for the first, you know, um, you know six, seven weeks. But um, yeah, I'm a bit nervous. But that's only because I was confident going into the Cowboys game and we got smashed. So from now on, I'm just going to be nervous. Yeah. First hit up, I'll probably ease the nerves. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, uh, I'm always like that. Although, even against Penrith, I wasn't nervous going up into the game. I was only sort of when the game was going. though. So I imagine this game would be very similar. I'm, I'm, I'm quietly confident, but I'm going to talk a lot about it. So I suppose it won't be quiet on this podcast. Um, I think with the Roosters, I think you've got to jam hard in on their halves. I've seen teams sort of let Sam Walker throw that long cutout pass over to, to Tupo, and he's just – he's Daniel Tupo. He's the second highest try scorer in Roosters history. So he's going to get there. He's going to be jumping over. But I just think if you can jam hard, and with Gutho sweeping around the back in defense, I just think that's the way we've got to play them. And you've got to get up on Tedesco. You've got to, you, can't, you can't let him have that time and space to fall down and spin around and – Duke and everything, you've got to get on him straight away. Same as Joe, Joey Manu. You can't let him have space. Who's he up against? Opportunity, won't he be? Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting because Tommy's a good defender and he reads the game pretty well. So I'm not worried about that side. And honestly, like, well, the, the, no, except for Tedesco and Manu to an extent, no one in the Roosters worries me, I don't think. Like, you look at that forward pack. And it's, I'll say old, but, you know, they are aging. But they've also experienced, I, I guess. So that's, you know, they've been there and done that. But then you look at our forward pack and Reg, you know, Junior, uh, Brownie, like, they've all, you know, barring what Maria Hargraves and Taukiaho and everything have accomplished in terms of winning a premiership. Like, those guys also have rep experience. So they've sort of been there and done that. So that sort of negates their... Their edge, I think, it just it depends. As, as Birdie said, you know, it just depends on which Parramatta turn up to play. And I think that you know we'll be going to this game, going, all right, Roosters will be they're a top. They are a top side. They're still a top six side, um, probably because of how bad the rest of the competition is. But they're still a top six side. They're still capable of finishing the season inside the top six. So hopefully, we've got that mindset of okay, they're a big team. We need to we need to really turn up for this match. Forty, I'll pass to you. Yeah, this is interesting because they're two similar teams in the terms of their complexion so far to start the season. Both teams, obviously, finals contenders, but both have struggled for the sort of consistency that would like when it comes to knocking over some of the lesser teams in this competition. I suppose the big difference is that the Parramatta Reels have lodged those really high highs 
against the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm and established how far their bar can be raised. Whereas for the Roosters, they've had some decent wins, one against the Cowboys, which I suppose looks better now as the competition starts to wind on. But their loss against the Dogs was ugly in the same manner that Parramatta's loss against the West Tigers was ugly. And, and Roosters also, also lost to the Knights. Yeah, exactly. So they started the off with the Knights and Rabbits, both of whom- Dragons, Dogs. Go. So the, the, there's plenty of compelling evidence that the Roosters are not their usual selves this year. And it's like you, you take that on board, obviously, and, and you cannot take them lightly even because of it. Because this feels like the sort of game, it's a, you know, magic round some, I wouldn't call it like a, you know, a big event sort of thing like Old Boys Day. But it is something that you might prepare for a little bit differently because you do go up to Brisbane and you do have to deal with all those different teams playing the same surface. So maybe you, you take it a little bit more seriously in your preparation. And I could see that them, see the, the Roosters coming out fired up for this. And I think Ham did a good job of isolating where and who we should be afraid of, or not even afraid of, but just have more respect towards. And, you know, it really does come down to Joey Manu and James Tedesco. Their halves have been struggling as a combination. They're two primary ball runners with Neva able to really steer the team around the park effectively, throw on the fact that at dummy half, they're having huge amount of turnover with Verrills going down, or they do get back uh, Connor Watson this week, I think. Was he, was he there last week? No, I think he came back this week. No, yeah, Verrills got injured last week. Yeah. So, you know, Watson's serviceable at dummy half. He'll run the ball pretty strongly, but I don't think he's a, a scheming rake by any means, so we should hopefully limit his impact. Yeah, and it just comes back to us doing what we need to do more so than and worrying about too much about the opposition, get through our routines, get through our patterns, establish our dominance in the middle, and I think a lot of the other pieces fall into place. Yeah, so I think we've all touched on it. Whilst um, <coughs> Roosters are still uh, been down on form for the first half of this season, they're, they're still a formidable opponent, and you only have to look at uh, Trent Robinson's uh, career at the Roosters. I think he's already a lifetime member um, after the what, – what's he got them? Three premierships now. Um, to know that this team, um, they can certainly turn it up when they want to. Um, so it's just a matter of – and, and I have to say, some of those Roosters teams of the past, they've started the season off a little bit slow and, and taken their time to put it all together, um, a bit like those Storm teams um, from from uh, a dec- uh, you know 15 years ago or so. Um, so, again, formidable opponent. They've certainly got strike power. If you look at that back line, um, they've, they've got some great pieces there. Um, Joey Manu, he could play fullback at some other clubs. Um, you know, their fullback, James, he's probably overplayed his uh, his hand a little bit in the last season or so, um, given the the lack of other spine players really stepping up to the plate. Uh, Daniel Tupo, he's always scored tries. He seems to always get to score a try against us. Joseph Suwali, probably a little bit uh, overrated coming into grade, um, but certainly making strides week on week. And Paul Momorowski, uh, he was, what was it, West Tigers' best player about two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and the Ford pack outside of Connor, and Connor Watson, he you know just for fill in, I think he sort of fills that sort of hole as like a, a bench utility Will Smith sort of mould as a as a rake. Um, but that 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 Ford pack is still um, pretty formidable. So uh, you guys are right. We'll have to be on on our game um, to to make sure we get over the top. Um, just looking at that lineup, do you reckon we might do something similar as we did last week with Sean Lane and Ryan Madison? Um, do you think that sort of alleviates some of those issues we've, we've identified with the bench or, or at least the lack of impact, um, when you were just straight subbing, um, on Makahesi and, and Oregon Kafusi for, for RCG and, and, um, and for Junior? Yeah, it's certainly something you can look at. I think I reckon it might have been because Laney was suffering from the flu. I have a feeling he was one of the one of the players. Um, and to me, Laney less is more. Like because he's 
when you see him when he has to put in a bunch of a bunch of work, he gets tired very quickly. Whereas, like when he takes the occasional run on fourth tackle, when he's able to ball play um, at the line, when he's able to hit a hole close to the try line, that's when he's at his best. He's not at his best making a hit up every every second set. He's not his best making three tackles every set. So you know, if you can, if limiting his minutes down to sixty. Is the is the way to also sort of get more in those minutes in, in a way sort of thing. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm trying to explain this correctly, um, but you know what I'm talking about. Hopefully, um, but yeah, Matt on the edge. You know what 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 a purple patch of form he's going through. Yeah, is it? Um, are we putting it down to contract year or? You know, is that he's sort of getting over the the, the head knocks, etc. I think it's a, it has to be a bit of both. It has to be a bit of both because even you know prior to his head knocks was it twenty twenty that he came to us? Uh, yeah, I think, I think right it was twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Even then, he's to start off the seat. Like I also think the move to the middle. I think it just you know he get, he's get his hands on the ball. He doesn't, as he said during was it, I think it was during the week. He doesn't have to you know crash the ball into the line. He can get it early. He can then direct what he sees. Like he can then either take the hit up and try and offload. He can either play out the back. He can hit a short ball to another forward. Like he's got that halves experience that we saw in the under twenties. So he's got that decision decision making abilities. So putting him in the middle, he doesn't just have to run that line, which he was pretty good at. Like he's still a footy player. It was, but I just think. You know, all those three things probably together have just put him in this purple patch of form. And I just, I, I think, you know, going forward, maybe even after, you know, see what he gets origin. I think he could be close to origin. Um, probably won't be picked. Tarek Sims will be picked. Um, They'll butcher maybe, it somehow, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe start him. Have him play that 80 minutes in the middle. Or even, you know, start off and then move to the edge or something like that. But I just think, you know, you, you want your best players playing the most minutes. And at the moment... He's probably our our most our best all round forward. All right. Did anybody else? Uh, do, 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 do we think the surfs will play play an impact? I am um, scared. Steady footing. I There'll be more than one surface. divot. I, I'm hoping there's no injuries. That with a torrential downpour and we'll be what the seventh of eight games. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just had a look. Uh, possible rainfall Friday night, thirty to sixty mil. Saturday, five to fifteen, and then Sunday, one to four mil. Oh, I hope that holds true then, because that's not too bad. Although that Friday precipitation will lead to some damage. But yeah, whenever there's eight games being played on one surface, regardless of rain, it always leads to concerns about how it's going to hold up. But if there is some serious waterworks, then there is the concern that there could be some knees and and whatnot going uh, at some point during that weekend. But yeah, that's the big thing for me. Outside of that, like I said, it's just about getting back, not getting back, but just staying true to who we are and building off that Penrith win against the Cowboys for a number of reasons. Obviously, you know, we, we talked about the fatigue of the injury toll. You know, we, we talked about the debate about selections and then just going up to those Darwinian conditions. There was a number of factors as to why we lost focus, uh, but we got back and we got right against Penrith Panthers, and that's what you need to, you know, just continue building on. If you play that way, you can't sustain playing that intensity, but if you play that manner of football, then literally the only teams you, you're not going to beat uh, just on a level of intensity going lower would be the Storm and the Panthers. Everyone else you can knock over with that sort of football. So that's got to be the goal for the Eels. Definitely. All right, Betty, first try score, eventual uh, score. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go first try score. I'm going to go Nathan Brown. I feel as though uh, Junior's going to pop a, pop a shot ball to him and he's going to go in untouched. And, um, yeah, I think I think with the rain, the forecast of the rain, you know, it might be like a water polo score maybe. 
that's paying homage to our you know fearful lead over there who, who plays water polo. Um, I don't know, maybe 10 8, 10 6. I feel like that's gonna be a short, uh, you know, it'll be a Whoa. grind and. That's bold. I like that. I just, I don't know. Like the the ground is going to turn into a mud pit. You know, it's going to be like legitimately like, like if Fox, if Fox were, you know, you know, you want to be cheeky, you can just play in black and white, and we think it's back in the eighties or something like the SCG with all the jerseys. Like everyone's covered in mud. Like I don't know. I just, you know, as I said, I pray for no injury. You know, hey, if we lose, we lose. But if we don't, but if we come away with no injuries, that's a big dub in my eyes. You know, it might be a bit stupid, but yeah. So ten eight, um, Brown first try scorer. Him. I'm thinking I'm I'm a similar line to Birdie there. I th- I'm going to go fourteen twelve to Parramatta. I think that that's, it seems like a good score. Um, Boyer's try scorer uh, will be one of the Kings boys, and it's going to be a Will Panathini. Forty. Ah, oh, okay. Well, everyone's going for the real grinder. I'm going to tip something a little bit higher scoring. Um, Eels twenty four, Roosters twelve. And then first try scorer. I've been riding Bowie Simonson for a few weeks, and he should have been first try scorer against the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know about Penrith. I don't think the opportunities came his way in that game. But I'm, I'm going to go away from him just on the knowledge that he'll probably score first try this week. Uh, so I will move from Bailey to Mitchell Moses. All right. And for me, 18-12, Eels uh, victorious. And first try scorer being Isaiah Papali'i, crash ball right over the top of, of who would be defending. Uh, Sam Walker. Sam Walker. Yeah, yeah, Sam Walker. Yeah. I think that's probably a good player to try isolate on the line. It sounds like a solid idea. All right. Well, there's there's not too much in the news, um, to be honest, about the Eels or about rugby league in general. Uh, oh, sorry. The one thing that did come out today, Dean Witters re-signing as the Eels NRLW head coach. Uh, great signing. I think we can all agree on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the girls fell just short of the finals in heartbreaking circumstances this year. And that was, you know, on the back of a few injuries, particularly the Botil Vetti Welsh one in the middle of that or early in that game that uh, proved so decisive. I think Dean's going to do good things here. And, and if we can build that squad nicely for this, the actual 2022 comp this year, um, yeah, going to be very excited. All right. And um, I think they've got the 2022 Eels uh, NRLW merch, uh, or memberships rather, up. Um, so if you want to get around that, get on to the uh, club website. I, I did see them. It might have been in, a, in, a, uh, in an email or something. Um, but have a look for that and you know, get in early. Um, all right, well, uh, for those travelling up to Brisbane, enjoy your weekend up on in the Sunshine State, which is uh, going to be very, very wet. Yeah. And um, to everybody else uh, tuning in at home, uh, I guess it's a regular round of football, isn't it? Just it's all played at the one stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, go to the Eels on Sunday, and uh, as we've all said, hopefully the pitch holds up, no injuries, and another round's victory. Cheers. Yes, sir. Sounds good to me. Go power. Nice.